0: Okay, well good morning everybody um, and a big welcome to the Open University for the uh, Governing by Inspection uh, Insights into International Studies Day. Um, It's great to see so many of you here and thank you very much at this point to um, both Crete and CSIG for sponsoring the event. Thank you very much. Um, We're very lucky this morning to have... um, Three great speakers. We'll be starting off um, with Melanie. Uh, Melanie is a senior lecturer based in the IOE, and her research addresses the effects and unintended consequences oh, sorry. Yes. Um, of standards based school reta- uh, reform. Accountability set. Systems and School Inspections on School Improvement in Teaching and Learning in Schools. She's the OECD expert um, on the expert team reviewing evaluation and assessment in education in Luxembourg and she's also contracted by UNICEF to review the inspection system in Zanzibar. So very big welcome to Melanie, who's going to do the first presentation on the impact of school inspections on school improvement.
1: Thank you. And thank you for uh, this nice invitation to uh, to be here and talk about uh, my project. Um, I think over the last couple of weeks, uh, there hasn't been a week where there wasn't any kind of uh, news report in the media about Ofsted uh, and school inspections. These two... Uh, 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 pictures were just uh, flagged up in the last uh, week, uh, I think. Uh, So this this really indicates the importance of this topic, I think, the importance of looking at uh, how effective uh, Ofsted and school inspections are uh, across the world because they have uh, such a big impact uh, on schools and they have so much autonomy also in inspecting schools. I think it's really important that they are also uh, being looked at uh, by uh, the academic uh, community. I just want to start off today with a brief outline of the evidence base on effects and side effects of school inspections. I think that it's really important if we start doing research and start talking about research that it's it's helpful to, uh, to look at the kind of studies that have already been done and uh, the kind of effects and side effects that we know from, from current research. So I'm trying to give you a brief outline <coughs> of, of what is already out there in terms of uh, research on impact of school inspections. And then additionally, I'll be talking uh, about some of the first results of uh, an EU comparative study that I'm currently coordinating, which includes uh, six countries across Europe uh, uh, looking at uh, impact of different uh, types of inspection systems. So that's the second part of the presentation that I'd like to share with you. So first of all, some of the uh, current research on school inspections uh there are two <coughs> reviews uh <laughs> i think the, the 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 slide on the right one is showing the 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 links uh to the to the literature reviews that are uh part of this um, uh, this study um, uh Some of these these systematic literature reviews show that effective school inspections are related to uh, three types of impacts. Um, Intentions of teachers and schools to change, uh, school improvements, particularly in schools that have been identified as failing in uh, inspection visits. And a third type of impact uh, is related to improved uh, student achievement. There are a couple of studies that actually indicate uh, that schools improve their levels of student achievement as a result (laughs) of uh, school inspection visits. so whenever I, I kind of uh, uh, share this evidence with uh, school inspectors, they all look really happy saying, yes, we do have a positive impact on schools. But then my next slide indicates that obviously there are also unintended consequences of school inspections. Um, and De Wolf and Janss in uh, one of their reviews uh, distinguish uh, these type of, of side effects in in three three categories. Uh, one of them being unintended strategic behavior which is, is basically where an inspection framework or an inspection and assessment has um, an influence, an unintended influence on schools where they would for example, um, align their teaching to the inspection framework in such a way that they don't innovate anymore, um, where they very much focus on very narrow indicators, uh, and that is uh, what we call unintended strategic behavior. A second category concerns intended strategic behavior, and this this is all kinds of behaviors where schools manipulate the inspection uh, to try and, and, and get a more positive uh, assessment. Uh, it may be um, manipulating indicators that they would send uh, to, uh, to inspectorates. It may be uh, cheating with, with test results, um, all kind of uh, unintended uh, or intended uh, strategic behavior. And then both types of behavior have unintended consequences. For example, unreliable inspection assessments, uh, lack of school improvement, maybe even decline in, in student achievement results. Um, in the literature review that we undertook, we also looked at the conditions in schools and inspection systems that um, motivate these types of both intended and unintended consequences. And what we see from the literature, also looking at literature on, for example, test-based accountability systems, is that um, how schools <laughs> perform in relation to an inspection threshold is, is a key Um, indicator uh, that drives improvement. Schools that for example perform just below the inspection threshold uh, and will be identified as failing have a a greater motivation to improve than schools that are doing well for example. So you will find that these schools are particularly the ones uh, that will improve in relation to uh, an inspection uh, framework. But also the extent to which they uh, accept the inspection frameworks, the standards in an inspection framework, um, and their own capacity to improve are important conditions for uh, uh, school improvement in relation to uh, school inspections. As to uh, conditions of School inspection models, Uh, the threshold, again, uh, I already mentioned this, is an important indicator. But also the frequency of inspection visits and the intensity of these visits is an important condition. Some school inspectorates only visit schools once in every 10 years, for example. Uh, those uh, inspectorates are found to be less effective than inspections that visit schools annually, for example. Um, sanctions, rewards, interventions, follow-up visits, uh, all uh, have, a, uh, have an impact on school improvement. Um, if there is some kind of consequence in place, then uh, schools are more inclined uh, to use inspection uh, findings to improve, but obviously this also has an, uh, has an impact on unintended consequences, because we know that very high stake systems uh, lead to more side effects, uh, bec- because schools will have a, a greater incentive uh, to manipulate, for example, or to, uh, to try and game uh, the inspection. Um, the type of framework is an important condition for school improvement. Uh, it's important that frameworks actually address the indicators that lead to effective school improvement. Some of the inspection frameworks across Europe are very bureaucratic in only looking at whether schools have administrative protocols in place, uh, uh, that kind of checking um, Uh, does not really lead to actual school improvement. Age, stature, credibility of inspectorate is important but also the style of communication because the style of communication with schools, how feedback is given to schools, uh, how it is communicated to schools is very important in making sure that schools actually take inspection feedback on board. and that there is buy-in for uh, for inspection feedback and also for the inspection uh, standards. But what we see from the literature review on uh, school inspections is that there's the, the evidence base particularly highlights effects and side effects and maybe some conditions in schools and inspections that contribute to that, but we still do not really know how and why school inspections lead to effect, like what are the intermediate mechanisms of why school inspections work in a specific context and why they wouldn't in another context. And this is uh, something that we try to address in our EU project, uh, particularly looking at uh, the the causal mechanisms of how uh, school inspections uh, lead to school improvement. Um, And this very much relates relates to uh, uh, what Paulson and Tilly call realist uh, evaluation. Um, understanding Context Mechanism Outcome uh, in Evaluation uh, of Programs. So that kind of approach is, is one that we used uh, in our EU project. Um, and I already mentioned this at the start. Um, the EU project uh, included a comparative longitudinal study, uh, including three years of data collection which is really uh, very interesting because it allows us to look at change uh, in schools. Uh, Often studies have a very one-shot-off approach looking at impact only in one year. And because we had three years of data collection in schools, we could actually see change in schools uh, over a period of three years as a result of school inspection visits. Uh, So that, uh, I think, is the most interesting uh, part of this uh, study. Um, We looked at different inspection models in six countries, England, uh, the Netherlands, Ireland, um, Sweden, the Czech Republic, and uh, Austria, one of the provinces in Austria. Um, And these models uh, are very different in terms of the high-low-stakes context of school inspections, uh, the type of standards addressed, uh, England and the Netherlands have had school inspections for uh, many, many years, but uh, Sweden and the Czech Republic, for example, and also Austria uh, have, have only started school inspections uh, very recently. So it's very interesting to see if there's a difference uh, in impact on schools across these countries. Um, this project is also unique in, in using program theory as a, a, a starting point for our uh, building of our theoretical framework. And that very rea- uh, relates to the realist evaluation that I previously mentioned. We started our project with uh, asking inspectorates of education across these six countries about their assumptions on impact of their school inspection models. And we used uh, their notions about um, impact of school inspections and mechanisms of impact uh, to outline uh, a theoretical framework for our study. And we used that uh, to collect data in primary and secondary uh, uh, schools across these six countries. And those program theories um, and, and, and testing them uh, hopefully give us an answer as to how and why are school inspections effective and ineffective. And this is um, kind of the common denominator of what the six inspectors of education in these countries think about the impact of their work. These ins- inspection systems or inspectors of education uh, think that they have an impact through the frequency of their visits, the standards that they use to evaluate schools, the consequences of their visits and and their public reporting of uh, inspection results. And they feel that they have an impact through three different uh, types of mechanisms. The first one being setting expectations. uh, The fact that there is an inspection framework uh, including specific standards, Uh, that that sets expectations to schools on what they should be working on, what they should focus on uh, in their self-evaluations, for example, in their school improvement plans. And that that setting of expectations has an impact on both the capacity in the school to improve, but also on... uh, uh, highly effective teaching and schooling or, uh, conditions and that, that will lead to a good education in terms of high student achievement results. The second mechanism has to do with accepting feedback. Um, all inspection systems give feedback to schools as part of uh, an inspection visit, for example, Uh, in the the report that they give to schools after an inspection visit and that feedback usually flags up uh, strengths and weaknesses and schools are expected to take that on board in uh, improving their uh, uh, teaching and that should uh, again lead to high student achievement. The third mechanism has to do with actions of stakeholders uh, such as parents, (coughs) maybe also school boards, Uh, Relevant stakeholders in the schools uh, taking on the inspection report and the feedback and using that to address um, schools in terms of the improvements uh, that are needed. Parents reading the inspection report and choosing high-performing schools, for example. All those mechanisms are also expected uh, to lead to improvement. Obviously, if you're going to talk to inspectors of education about the impact of their work, they'll probably particularly talk about positive consequences. Uh, But as we also wanted to look at unintended consequences, the box on the right is one that we added ourselves uh, as an addition to the project because we also wanted to look at how these different elements of uh, school inspection systems perhaps also have unintended consequences. So this is uh, the the path model indicating the relations that we found from the first year of data collection. So we just finished uh, the last round of data collection and we're still analyzing the data, but I can already share the results of the first uh, year that we have, uh, which are uh, indicated on this, uh, on this slide. Um, so what was really interesting to us is that um, in these six countries, school inspections particularly have an effect through the mechanism of setting expectations. Principals in primary and secondary schools, particularly report of inspection standards, uh, setting expectations, Uh, they use that in their self-evaluation and that drives improvement um, in terms of uh, both the capacity of the school to improve as well as uh, specific improvements in, uh, for example, leadership of the school, uh, but also teaching conditions such as opportunity to learn, use of assessments in schools um, uh, and and other related uh, actions to improve the effectiveness of the schools. What was really interesting is that uh, feedback, inspection feedback, um, principals didn't feel that that was something that drove uh, improvement uh, in their schools. Um, Whereas stakeholders and stakeholder sensitivity to reports um, um, actually contributes to the mechanism of setting expectations, principles that report of their stakeholders being very sensitive to inspection reports are also inclined to, to a higher degree accept uh, or use inspection standards for their own uh, improvement work. Um, those results are uh, a summary across all six um, uh, countries in the project. But we were also interested to see which of these models in each of these six countries are more or less effective. And particularly also in, uh, in that central mechanism of, of uh, setting expectations. So in the second part of the uh, analysis, we compared uh, uh, different inspection models across these uh, six countries. And we compared them on these uh, four indicators. First of all, there is a difference in inspection models in terms of using uh, differentiated uh, inspections uh, uh, in addition to only doing regular cyclical visits uh, of schools. So some inspection systems only visit all schools every once in so many years. But then there are systems like England and the Netherlands that target failing schools for more frequent um, visits, for example. So that is a distinction in, in uh, two different types of inspection systems. A second distinction relates to what is evaluated in schools. There are inspection systems that only look at educational processes like quality of teaching or quality of the school organization or leadership. And then systems like England and the Netherlands and to some extent the Czech Republic also look at outcomes of schools using test scores, for example, uh, to evaluate output of schools. Uh, So that's, uh, again, a distinction in two types uh, of systems. Then there is also a, a difference in low versus high stake schools um, where some inspections don't have uh, uh, opportunities or means to, to sanction schools. But other systems, again, England and the Netherlands, but also Sweden, uh, have, uh, uh, have means to sanction uh, failing schools. And then the last difference is between uh, inspection systems that report results of individual schools uh, uh, versus uh, inspection systems that don't have that uh, kind of reporting in place. So if we compare uh, these different types of systems, we see that first of all, there are big differences between on the one hand, England and the Netherlands, and on the other hand, um, Austria, the Czech Republic, Sweden and Ireland in terms of the extent to which these systems set um, expectations in schools. England and the Netherlands, which have very high stakes, output oriented uh, systems with differentiated uh, inspections uh, seem to set. Uh, expectations in schools to a higher degree than these other systems. Um, they also uh, have, uh, it have an impact on uh, self-evaluations in schools uh, uh, to a larger extent, but uh, remarkably they have a, a, a lesser <coughs> uh, impact on the extent to which schools accept feedback. So apparently in systems that are not high stakes, differentiated, uh, that are, um, uh, that only evaluate processes, these systems, uh, schools in these systems accept feedback to uh, uh, to a larger extent. So so these results obviously lead to many additional questions like why do these systems have this impact? Um, we have some sense of the underlying mechanisms now looking at the, the PATH model across the six countries, uh, but um, at this stage we're, we're going back to the theory to explain these uh, differences in, in inspection models. Um, and I think that there are three theories here that are uh, really relevant in trying to explain uh, these differences in inspection systems. First of all, uh, just looking at the fact that some systems seem to have impact on schools through, through their accepting of feedback. A really relevant question here is what is the quality of inspection feedback given to schools, for example. Um, Literature on performance feedback uh, gives us an idea of the type of feedback that is effective in motivating school improvement. And what uh, some uh, research indicates is that inspection feedback is perhaps not the most um, effective type of feedback because it's often times very far removed in time from the actual behavior in schools. when inspectors uh, give feedback on school uh, to schools, it's it's related to outcome data, for example, that has been uh, that is the results of behaviour that was uh, of teaching that has been going on for the, the years uh, before. So it's really difficult for schools to know. Okay, we need to improve our uh, <laughs> student outcome data. What is it specifically that we need to do? Um, Feedback is often related to very general inspection standards, um, uh, not contextualized to what the teacher is doing in his or her classroom. Um, it's, It's very generalizable because it needs to compare schools on a similar set of indicators. Uh, so that type of feedback is is often very difficult for schools uh, to use in 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 improving the actual teaching on a day-to-day basis in uh, in each classroom. So this is something to look at: what kind of systems are more uh, equipped to give effective feedback? Perhaps uh, inspection systems or inspectors that actually go into classrooms and give feedback on the quality of lessons after each lesson to a teacher may be more effective than uh, inspection systems that only observe classrooms and then give a very general, broad feedback to the entire school, for example. The second theory that's very relevant here, particularly because we find that that mechanism of setting expectations is so dominant in, in driving school improvement, is is theories uh, on neo-institutionalization that really explain how schools seek legitimacy and um, make choices in terms of their teaching and school organization that are found legitimate by external stakeholders. So that really explains why they make specific choices on how to Um, um, how to show that they meet the inspection standards, uh, how they would look for example for uh, schools that are successful uh, on uh, inspection assessments and just copy protocols, uh, copy um, self-evaluations from schools that are found to be successful on these inspection (laughs) indicators. So these theories really explain to us uh, why that mechanism is so uh, dominant. The third one about voice choice and exit of parents, um, that type of literature really indicates that that mechanism only works in specific circumstances, particularly in schools that have... Uh, uh, have students from high performing uh, uh, or high uh, um, socially economic uh, parents uh, because those parents would uh, often use inspection reports or other types of league tables to to pick schools Um, and that mechanism uh, is not expected to work for schools that serve low uh, uh, background parents, for example. Um, so in in looking at the, these theories, they really give us an idea that effects are not the same across the board for all schools, probably, uh, that inspections um, have a very complicated and complex um, theory of change uh, that, that is different for different types of schools. Um, so I think that uh, in terms of research there is uh, a lot of work uh, to be done and this is, this is kind of uh, setting a, an agenda perhaps for uh, what we might want to work on over the next couple of years. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much indeed, Melanie, for that really interesting uh, presentation. It's very interesting to look at the different systems yeah. in Europe and uh, I'd compare them in that way. Thank you very much.
1: Can I just flag up um, my last slide, <laughs> which is, is a uh, 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 final dissemination... Um, symposium that we're organising in Gothenburg in June, so more uh, to be heard there, so you're all welcome uh, to come there as well. <laughs> and Jacqueline will be sp- speaking there as well. So I'm looking forward to it, yes. I've
0: never been to uh, Sweden before. Great. Great. Thank you very much again, Thank Melanie. You. Okay, does anybody have any questions for Melanie? Do we have the microphone?
2: <laughs> Hi. Um, very interesting thank you it's great to have those sort of international comparisons i think i mean for me you could just take learning theory and understand immediately why the you know the ofsted model is a poor model mm-hmm. you, you know if they came into a classroom and the teacher was very authoritarian there was no dialogue there was no yeah. timely feedback there was no assessment for learning yeah. they would be critical of that school but their own system is untimely, is authoritarian, and is based around fear in England. So anybody who knows anything about learning would say schools cannot learn very Mm. effectively under Mm. that system. And that's all school improvement is. It's about staff, children, eds, learning. Uh, And so it seems to me that as educationalists it's very easy to say why it's it's not going to (laughs) work, in a sense, and why a more dialogic... Equalised system would be likely to be yeah. more impactful, and obviously all these schools are different, and all these countries have different systems anyway. Yeah. But yeah. Thank you. I should have asked you to say who
0: you are. Sorry, Bridget Cooper, the mm-hmm.
3: University.
1: Thanks. Does anyone else something? Ron. Yeah, Ron uh, yes. I out. think you are. Yeah. Uh, I'm an
3: emeritus professor here and visiting professor at the I.O.E. Um, it's just an obvious question. I assume those six countries have very different conceptions of what school improvement means. Mm. Um, how how did you look at that? You know, how to, what was the what were the criteria yeah. against which you were assessing the notion of school improvement?
1: Yeah. Well, interest- interestingly, all these countries have as a common denominator that student achievement is at least part of what they would see as uh, their goals of improvement, that that would be an outcome variable uh, relevant to all of them. And then, yes, across these systems, there are differences where Sweden would, for example, uh, have a a larger, uh, or have more focus on equity issues, for example. Uh, the Czech Republic being more about also kind of administrative uh, checking in schools, making sure that they uh, meet all the uh, com- or meet all kinds of compliance issues. Um, and if you look at inspection frameworks, obviously there's a difference across the countries in as well in in what their standards are. So if you look at school improvement. Uh, and what they would expect schools to work on that would also be different across uh, these countries. Where uh, I think England and the Netherlands are very much inspired by the school effectiveness research, uh, just uh, including the process indicators that you would find in uh, school effectiveness research. Um, and other countries uh, may be using other types of indicators, but yes, there is a difference uh, in in terms of school improvement as well. But we didn't look at those differences. Um, we asked them uh, uh, about uh, common uh, common indicators uh, uh, that they would work on, like using assessments, opportunity to learn, uh, etc. hi uh, i I came from Turkey uh, I am visiting scholar in uh, Cambridge University uh, about educational leadership. Uh, your model is very important and uh, significant uh, and uh, I like your models, but uh, how did you me- measure uh, your models' variables? Um, we used the survey to principals uh, in primary and secondary education in these six countries, uh, and in England and the Netherlands, we also uh, uh, ask teachers um, and. Um, uh, in, these, and in some of the countries we have secondary data as well uh, but the results here are primarily from the principal uh, survey in the first year. If you want more information specifically on the technical details, also the path models, the structural equation models, etc., um, the, the schoolinspection.eu website has all the technical reports as well. Um, so there's more information uh, to find uh, on the website. Okay. Thank you. I'm Janet Soler.
0: I'm a senior lecturer here the OU. I'm really interested in... I'm a, I can, and I don't know the research so well, where I wanted to ask a question, you're obviously working on school effectiveness in the macro level with models, and which has its own positivistic assumptions about variables and being neutral, mm-hmm. etc. What I would was interested in, um, is there a company or is there a conception with your research or in, the, in the wider field of actually, and it picks up on your question about learning, of actually seeing that, I mean teaching and um, learning, as, as, as the previous question has pointed out, is an embedded socio-cultural practice mm. A social practice. Is there any room within this to throw more light on the kind of questions that Ron's raising and that other people are raising mm-hmm. for more ethnographic, mm-hmm. um, more things like Goodson with the life history? Because it seems to me that I, I find difficulty in terms of getting a grip on these, yeah. coming from a different context
1: myself, yeah, yeah, yeah. on
0: these kind of slippery yeah. things.
1: Yeah, no, I think that these concepts are really important and that, um, in, in a next that we definitely need to take on a more qualitative approach as well to look at these mechanisms because this project has been very quantitative, comparative. Uh, that's what we set out to do in the, in the EU call. Um, but I think that the results really indicate that and looking back at the theory, we need to have a more qualitative approach uh, which takes into account the complexity of some of these issues. And that's, uh, that's really okay. difficult uh, to, to take those into account in, a, in such a quantitative, comparative study. So obviously this, this project has limitations in that sense. Um, but yeah, I, th- I I agree that they are really relevant uh, to look at as well, but we have to do that in separate projects, unfortunately. Okay, yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: if she still has a question. <laughs>
4: from from the OU, I just had a practical question really about appeal mechanisms. Did you look at that sort of thing? I mean, if, if inspectors are coming around giving judgments, mm. um, what, what interaction is there across your subject countries um, in terms of, of what you can do about it? Mm.
1: I don't know. We haven't looked at it, uh, but I do know that that's an important issue, obviously. Um, and yeah it would be interesting to see how that impacts on whether schools take feedback on board. Um, I know that in, in England there has been a lot of uh, go, going back and forth between schools and inspectorates much more in other syst- than in other systems I think. Um, that probably also relates to the high stakes context in which uh, school inspections are implemented. Um, But I'm I'm not sure how that impacts on improvement, but um, yeah, I would guess that it does.
4: And it it seems to me that the discourse is much more about the defense of public services. So that you, um, you know, we may be talking about a school inspection, Mm -hmm. but but really it's opening up this whole idea of marketization, defending your school, if you're a governor, uh, from the forces of marketization, and remaining within the public sector. Mm rather than being sold off to yeah. a, a chain. Yeah. So it's, it's very yeah. high stakes indeed. Yeah, 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 and that, <laughs> that's something over the last
1: year as well. Not that I'm emotional yeah. about it at all.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. I think that's, that's probably all we've got time for at the moment. Um, was it a quick question? Quick question
3: or? No. no, just a brief comment, taking up uh, what Nat's wanting to thanks No, it yeah, yeah, um, is. Uh, sorry, Jerry McNamara from Dublin City University. We're the Irish um, partners in this project. Right. Just taking up the, the point that uh, Ron made about wider conceptions of what counts as education or what counts as what inspection would seek to measure, I think Ireland, in the three years, one of the most interesting parts of this project, from our point of view, has been the extent to which we started out and in this project when, when it started at one end of this spectrum uh, with with England and the Netherlands at the other end of it and we've moved steadily along that uh, so, so we've moved towards tighter frameworks we've moved towards differentiated inspection we've moved towards the use of uh, data, particularly uh, results and outcomes data, all very new stuff in the Irish context, and I think that's not dissimilar, as far as I can see, from some of our colleagues in the project in Sweden and the Czech Republic. Austria seems to be a different uh, um, have a, have a different approach. So we, there, we seem to be moving in 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 a direction which I think is driven very internationally uh, by organisations like the OECD and so on to to a conception of education being very much about results driven um, outcomes and stakeholder satisfaction and other kind of broader notions of what counts as education are in danger of getting um, lost in this so we we look at the kinds of uh, inspection data driven inspection systems in in england and holland to a lesser extent and a few years ago i think in ireland that would have been regarded as a dreadful dangerous kind of um, area to be avoided and now it's become very much the driving force in, in uh, educational policy so it's, it's been really interesting over the three years to see how the conception of education, what's measured and inspection has, has moved in Ireland during this la- last few years
0: Okay One quick
2: one because we have I understand you correctly you said that feedback would be more uh, effective if it was given after each lesson was observed
1: that 's my assumption yes yeah. looking at effective li- looking at the literature on effective feedback, uh, one of the the key notions there is that it has to be in time very directly related to the behavior that it relates to. Um,
2: the English is now uh, is getting into trouble if it reports back about one lesson observation. They want um, observation about the whole school I rather know, than one. I know, but
1: that's a discussion about the validity and reliability of the assessment. That mm-hmm. is, does, does not have to do with quality of feedback. That is about if you want to have an assessment about the quality of teaching, you can't base it on one lesson, which is obviously yes. true. Yes. But that, that doesn't mean to say that if you look at it from the feedback perspective, um, you there it's, it's still more effective to actually give feedback on the teaching when you've observed it. Yeah, yeah but it's two different uh, discussions.
0: Okay, thank you very much again, Melanie.